Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rough Cut Retrospective, episode 160, a podcast that talks about movies, TV, pop culture, children murdering each other in the midst of a world burning around us. I'm your host, Lucky Flickerman, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Is He a Songbird? Or is he a snake? You be the judge. It's Jackson McCurin. Hey, pal. Snow lands on top. There it is. That's a quote from a movie uh, <laughs> that we're talking about today. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing so well. Uh, we're talking Hunger Games today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old, the new, all the fun stuff. But we're not alone, are we, Jackson? Nope. Would you like to? Uh, would you like to introduce our our next guest? I suppose she's sitting right next to me. It's Abby Finer. Hey, I'm here too. Woo! The biggest uh, Hunger Games fan I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could say that. I'm a big, I'm a big fan. Oh yeah, I'm excited to uh, to talk it with you. Last time you were here, you uh, weren't invited, but you showed up, and that was the <laughs> Disney pod. Mm-hmm. I always show up for the pod. I try to be supportive. Yeah, you do. And Jackson was on Death's Door that pod. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some kids on death's door today in a dystopian future, and we're going to get into it. But first, Jackson and Biba, tell me something, boy and girl. Tell me something, boy. What were you into this week? <laughs> um, That's a great question. What were we into this week? Uh, we finished Modern Family. I don't no, know if Jackson is talking. I didn't even talking. know you were watching I Modern say, Family. I think that Jackson has been hiding that from you, but we have been watching Modern Family all the way through. And wow, you've been hiding this, this, Jackson. Week, and he did cry. So. <gasps> oh, <laughs> uh, I cried multiple times throughout the show. Yeah. The finale wasn't particularly like really sad or anything. But How many seasons true. are there? 11. Eleven. Holy cow. I, I kept it hidden for a minute. <laughs> I haven't watched but, uh, a single it. episode, I, I want to say. so. It's... It's good, I would say. It's sappy. It's fun and sappy and good background TV. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congrats. That's a big accomplishment. And thanks for sharing with me, Jackson. Jeez. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, I think besides that, we've just been keeping up with Survivor, and that's amazing television. I've been saying you really need to get on board with it because the compadres yeah. and all of us, we, we really love it. So, yeah. I know. I I gotta hop on it, and I will maybe. Is my just do it. It's so good. You'd have so much fun watching it too. This maybe season that'll... especially, it'd yeah. be right up your alley. Maybe that'll help me get back kind of into TV because I've been slacking a little bit. Even though yeah, I buddy. said I was doing well the other day, but I'm not anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll get on that. But I've been watching a lot of movies this week, boys and girls. Um, I checked out Napoleon yesterday with my parents. Nice. Uh, in the theater, only one theater in Bloomington now. Um, yeah, the 11 closed, right? Ripped to the 11. Um, what a <laughs> flea bag that was. Um, yeah, Napoleon was fine, it's pretty long. Um, but it's weird, it's like one of those movies where, like, maybe it's improved if it's longer. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. it was weird. I don't usually say that, but uh, Joaquin was good, Ridley was good, good stuff there. I would wait till it comes to Apple if you're gonna watch it, though. Fair um, enough, good to know. Uh, Nyad. On Netflix, I checked out. Um, this I don't is, even know what that is. Uh, this is Annette Benning plays this woman who tries to swim from Cuba to Key West. And she tries a couple times. And does she do it? I won't spoil, but it's a true story. So check that out if you want. Um, <laughs> pretty good. Pretty solid. Um, what else did I check out? Rustin, I checked out. Uh, the new Coleman Domingo mm. uh, biopic about... Uh, the gay civil rights leader. Check that out. I drafted that movie. Mm-hmm, I did too. Um, I'm hoping that's uh, uh, going to be an Oscar movie for me. We'll see. But uh, we'll see. Jackson did I not draft-, draft it. I drafted it. Hold on. <laughs> I drafted it for the Compadres episode on Cap. Oh, yes. Nominations. That we did. But yes, I didn't draft it for our thing. That's true. Yes, I did both. How about that? Yeah. So, yeah, I checked that out. And since you guys watched it, I watched Kiki's Delivery Service this week for the first time. Oh, nice. What'd you think? I thought it was cute. It's just the, I feel like it's the prototypical uh, Ghibli movie that's like about nothing, but just a yeah. good vibe. Like, yeah. 
Just it's a fun movie. Our biggest complaint, I think, the last time we watched it was that the audio engineering is weird for some reason. The mixing least, is super weird. Yeah, in the when dub. we watched it, yeah, because we did watch mm. the dub. But yeah, we it, I found it really distracting. But beyond that, I think it's a really cute movie. I wonder if that's because it's like an older one. So it's Maybe. kind of I don't know. Have you seen Totoro? Is was it was it similar mm-hmm. to that? Totoro, I don't have any issues. I don't think has any yeah. issues, no. <laughs> well, then I don't know. But yeah. I've been on a Ghibli kick. I watched Ponyo for the first time this week, too. Nice. Did you that, love it? It was so cute. I loved it so much, actually. It was adorable. I love Ponyo. One of the more fun, like, casts, like Liam Neeson, Tina Fey, Noah Cyrus as Ponyo. Didn't know that. Yeah. That yeah. A... And and the boy in Ponyo is Frankie Jonas. The fourth Jonas brother. Mm-hmm. People forget. Wonderful stuff. Justice for Frankie. The bonus Jonas. That's what they say. Um... That's all I've been into. So with that, I say we uh we get into it. What do you think? Let's do it. Amazing. Let's go into that's just your opinion, man. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just like uh your opinion, man. And uh today, as we mentioned, uh we're gonna discuss uh Hunger Games. The new film is out, the ballad of songbirds and snakes. Uh we'll discuss that in a little bit, but first I want to kind of get Everyone's take on like the Hunger Games vibe, the franchise, so to speak. Uh, Jackson has just moved the microphone over <laughs> to, to FIBA. Um, real quick, uh, if people don't know um, Hunger Games history, I'm going to do a quick Great Scott. Great Scott. And uh, just quickly that the Hunger Games uh, is a young adult dystopian novel series written by Suzanne Collins, IU alum. People forget. Ooh. Shout out. Uh, the first three novels are part of a trilogy following teenage protagonist Katniss Everdeen, of course. And the fourth book is a prequel set 64 years before the original. Uh, the novels came out in 2008. Uh, that was The Hunger Games, Catching Fire, 2009, and Mockingjay, 2010. And each was obviously adapted to film and are all New York Times bestsellers in their own regard. So there's that for you. Um I want to first talk about the YA boom that happened in like the, the mid 2010s Ooh, Yeah, because what a time that was. I think it all kind of kicked off with Twilight. I think probably um, Twilight was before it was just a couple years before Hunger Games. Yeah. Cause like I read Twilight in elementary school. Like it was, <laughs> Wait, it was really? <laughs> yes. I read it in sixth grade and, um, and it was like, not, not cool. It was like people were like, "Oh, you're reading Twilight? That's sick." I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm I'm cultured." Um, <laughs> so I think that kind of kicked it off, and then for some reason, like in the 2010s, it was like the YA dystopian boom. We had the Divergent movies, we had the Maze Runner movies. Uh, I am number four was a big one. I, think. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, that was. That didn't a get a single sequel. I don't think. I don't think so. It Percy didn't... Jackson had a. I guess it's maybe not a dystopian thing it's a young adult thing yeah there was the uglies that series there was i think a series called like clean there were a bunch of them so were you like did you read all these books like i think also it probably i feel like it maybe ended with like the john green books like or movies like i feel like that was kind of the tail end of it yeah john green wasn't quite so dystopian but it's definitely still young adult right i think that's yeah. probably when people started shifting from those dystopian stories to just like young adult romance novels uh-huh yeah and like what happened like why why did this happen first of all I, I i can't really explain it like why did the ya boom happen do you guys have like a, a take on that or a thought because i have like nothing harry potter question mark well harry potter was mm-hmm. a little before we were quote unquote young adult age but the movies were coming I, around right when we I were think that up. every generation probably has their own sort of significant genre that they grow up with and i think that ours just happened to be dystopian and that probably reflects the the point <laughs> in time that we are at right fair yeah and i think that's probably why there's kind of a little bit of resurgence like i feel like we're kind of back mm-hmm. in it now and just with songbirds and snakes but i know like we're kind of back in the ya boom a little bit um i know colleen hoover is a big one with people now i haven't read those books but that's like an author that people like like now even my yeah. mom my mom's reading colleen hoover books too so i don't colleen hoover i'm also not sure is quite young adult but definitely romance um yeah, yeah. 
I, I do think that we're seeing sort of that 2014-ish surge come back. <laughs> is that good? Is that bad? Or... Depends on what you like to it's read. It's a cash cow in the box office, usually. Apparently, yeah. Uh, yeah, the new movie, I would say it did okay business. It, $100 mm-hmm. million over its opening weekend worldwide is pretty decent. But just for like a reference point, the first four Hunger Games movies uh, in total grossed over $3 billion just wow. uh, as a as a data point for you so like these these movies were big time i don't know if this one will be the cash cow that it was but yeah but maybe we'll get there uh but let's turn the, the mic back to abby because hunger games um big hunger games gal read the books did the movies all that stuff where, where do you, you know- stand on hunger games it's so funny. I was I loved Hunger Games back when they were super popular, like mm-hmm. back in like the 2012 the 2014 ish era. Yeah. And then I kind of stopped caring. And then for some reason last year, I was going through a bit of like readers block. And so I was like, well, I'll just read the Hunger Games because everyone's talking about it again. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I was like sucked back in, into it. I read the the books in a, a few weeks and then I rewatched all the movies and then I've continued to rewatch the movies since. So, yeah, I don't know what happened, but I've been I've been really into the Hunger Games over the last year. And Jackson is also by association or you told <laughs> ironically. No, because every time she rewatches them, I'm just like busy with something out of the house. So like I'll come when you guys record. That's true. Like I'll come oh. back and I want to rewatch them. And she'll be like, Oh yeah, I just rewatched all the movies again. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I guess I'll put that off for another couple months and then you do it again and again and again. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, I read the books too, but it was a long, long time ago. I haven't read I didn't read ba- Songbirds and Snakes. I assume you read Songbirds and Snakes? I actually haven't, believe it or not. Oh. It, is, it is the one book I haven't read. Because of your reader's block, perhaps. <laughs> I, yeah, I've just been yeah. reading weirder stuff. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so, like, on on rewatch, I rewatched the first two not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Do they Do they hold up for you? Or is it like a comfort watch? Or is it more of just like, uh, this hasn't aged particularly well? Is it a product of the time? I definitely think that out of all of the movies, the second one is the best. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's just a super fun watch. I think that the first movie is very fine. And, you know, we I know we weren't quite talking about the last two movies in the last book yet. But I think rereading this story and rewatching the movies through an adult lens, especially adults who are growing up um, mm. in you know yeah in an apocalypse (laughs) um i think that the the story beats really hit differently when you kind of understand the undertones to the stories themselves Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of crazy because those first movies came out you know before the trump presidency and all this stuff now that's going on so now you watch it with kind of a different lens i think of like oh a fascist dictator Hmm. yeah like i think like a police state lens of rewatching is kind of more interesting mm. uh oh, yeah. going through it also mm-hmm. just like the first movie's budget is so crazy different to like all the other ones that it feels uh so weird so just kind of weird in this one getting like it is a prequel but like it obviously has like the tone and the production value of all the later movies but like it's like set before when the like the other movies were you know different but yeah, it's always tough when you make a prequel. I always think of Star Wars, like mm-hmm. oh, the stuff. This is very so akin to like the, the Star Wars prequels, like yeah. for sure. It's like in yeah, a way think... lamer way, but damn, so many of these stories. <laughs> I mean, it's like just a character that's like not nearly on the level of like Vader. You don't yeah. think Darth but... Vader and Coriolanus Snow are on the same <laughs> wavelength? Not particularly, no. Fair. Um, yeah, it's like when I rewatch the first one now, it feels, I also feel this way when I like rewatch, it's been a while since I've rewatched them, but the Twilight movies, like the first Twilight feels so like indie and mm-hmm. like has style. I feel like the Hunger Games, it also feels kind of like low budget indie. And then we kind of throw all the money at it, which is fine. a lot of money at a it. A lot yeah. of money at it. Like I think the <laughs> last two movies are definitely the weaker ones of the series. Cause I just, first of all, we did the whole, let's split this into two books. And or two two movies, yeah, did that whole thing, and I mean it worked for the the box office, but the story, I'm not sure. Um, it is like the typical like franchise milking. Like now we have like the prequel and we have like the final movie split into two. Like they definitely know how to like stretch their their profits as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I think it's more successful than like the Harry Potter situation that's going on. I don't know if there's like like the Fantastic Beasts and stuff, movies yeah. are oof. But um yeah, I don't know. Well, first of all, is there is Hunger Games like done now? Like are there other books or like will there there be more on this or are we going to like pull a game of thrones and like stretch beyond the pages and do our own thing or i have a feeling we will get like a haymitch games at some point like so that too. feels like pretty oh it's, i don't know the fans ask a lot yeah to see haymitch's game especially because it's alluded to and you get glimpses of haymitch's story throughout the books and the movies but you don't ever actually like really get to see it mm. um I would not be surprised if there, that happened. There's Sorry. something really interesting and kind of uh, on the point, like that today is the day that the Squid Games like reality show <laughs> is like releasing. Yeah. yeah. That I feel like people would love to watch an anthology Hunger Games, but not as like a critique of like the system, like that they try to do towards the end of their movies usually, mm-hmm. uh, or, or like like breaking down those like systems of oppression. I think people just want to watch kids murder each other in like an <laughs> anthology type series and i feel like that would do really well i think also it's hard because we're i think that people want to have young adult romance like i think that there's a time and a place for teenagers to like go to the movies and yearn and like yeah. i think that's like why <laughs> the hunger Games. yeah right like it's yeah. why the hunger games were popular it's why twilight was popular now we're grown-ups but you know there are teenagers out there somewhere who are hoping for a story to latch on to and yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if the hunger games ended up trying to fill that hole because yeah, well, def- songbirds and snakes had like the most gripping love story ever Tell told. Me, if you were 13, that may have hit really. Hey, I don't know. The 13 year olds <laughs> are like thirsting for for snow on TikTok right now. Like we're oh, geez. we're we're doing yeah. the whole thing. That's what like, I'm saying. Not it's snow Donald though. Donald That's so bad. <laughs> but but Donald Sutherland, not not Tom Blythe. Yeah. <laughs> Old man. Love it. Love it. Um well we're kind of we're we're alluding to it. So let's just let's dive into uh to Songbirds and Snakes then now. Um so you guys uh went to the theater I assume together. Mm-hmm. Didn't watch it separately. I don't think um, no we went together we did amazing how was the theater experience uh well how was the vibe uh re- really good for a second because one we went to the gas station got our candies we went with a friend in. we brought a friend which is really friend. nice shout out to michaela um Ooh, i know michaela shout out yeah exactly. i know uh our cute little theater that's like really tiny but Thank like you really cozy i think you would i would love for you to visit so we could go see a movie there because i think you would get a kick out of it like it is like really cute um the sound is really good in our theater too i I was kind of surprised by like the theater experience itself. i thought the sound was really really good in in the theater this time nice um but more importantly after the movie (laughs) when of course like snow is always on top we walk out of the theater and it's snowing and it's beautiful and like there's a layer of snow everywhere that was awesome we walked out to like that was four inches of snow that was really cool that was better than the entire movie but Lionsgate Lionsgate laid out the the marketing for you good for them they made it snow that's awesome um amazing yeah mine was pretty good too I actually like the theater was packed really I I was gonna shocked and I went it was a Friday but it was like 345 on a Friday. Like weird. Packed. Weird. I was like, wow, we're doing it. Like I sat in the second mm-hmm. row. I this is where I had to do my seat. So are you serious? Wow. Yeah. I saw it with a friend of the pod, Jake, who's a big nice. fan. And... I think there was six of us in our theater. Yeah, our <laughs> like theater there was, was pretty empty. I mean, it was like kind of packed for like our standards <laughs> of this theater. Like there's usually nobody there, but uh, but yeah. 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 Usually the Chicago theaters are pretty pretty full but like it was i thought we were going at a weird time so it would be okay but like no it was it was packed um so jake came with me and is also a big hunger games fan Mm -hmm. he showed up and he was like i'm so pissed i said why he said because i had 30 pages left and i couldn't finish it so oh that does kind of (laughs) suck so like basically the the final third of the movie he didn't know what was going on so Really? Uh, pretty wild. It's just thirty pages is like the last. Well, I think up until the point like when he shoots the mayor's daughter, and then everything okay. happens after that. So, mm. um, so yeah, kind of like the whole conclusion of the movie, which is kind of wild. Mm. So, theater experience was <laughs> was was good. Although I think there were two groups that were together, but Jake and I were sitting in between them. Oh no! I think they were like Snapchatting each other during the movie, like back and forth, <laughs> each other. and that was really pissing me off. But and also like hilarious when like 
l- let me start here. When they say like, oh, we call this Katniss, everyone went, oh. and I was like, really, guys, <laughs> calm down, you know. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so the theater experience was was fun. It really did feel like like the 2010s again because people were like, she's singing the song. Whoa, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's uh. Yeah, let's start with the. Do you want to start with the likes or the or like what your impression of the movie? I know you guys are kind of kind of. I'll give you my impression of really the movie. quick. I do want to say one of one thing about my theater experience that I love going to movies with Abby is like when something bad is happening or when something cringe is happening, we always know when the other person is looking. Like we just look at each other every single time and it's just like clockwork. Like we are so in sync with like the shitty parts of a movie. It's true. It's great. <laughs> and we looked Katniss at each other moment. a lot. Okay, we're making those eyes a lot. <laughs> I think Yeah, the Katniss was one of them. We did look mm-hmm. at each other and we're like Ooh. Yeah. Um <laughs> what was I going to say? Sorry. Anyways. Jackson derailed you with his oh, negative yes, comments. Yes, he did. Yeah, he's rude. I was going to say my <laughs> overall thoughts of the movie was that it was too long. That's yes. my number one conclusion. Is Which, that this movie could have used it could have been an hour shorter. I didn't think about it going into it, but like I think all of the Hunger Game movies are really too long Disagree. for their good. I think they're like I'm pretty sure this runtime is like probably the same as all the other ones, two right? Two and a half hours. Yeah, this was There's two and a no... half hours. I'm, I'm gonna look sure. up the runtimes while you're maybe the first one is wibbling. the shortest. I do think that the first one tends to feel long because everyone remembers the games, but I would mm. say that at least There's a lot of stuff the leading first into it. Half yeah. of that movie, at least, if not the first two thirds, are not the games. Yeah, I definitely went in yeah. blind with this one. And so once the Hunger Games were over, I was and again, because we saw Marvel's last week. And that was a quick, easy out. Yeah. Like by the I time the it. Hunger Games was over in this movie, I was like, "All right, let's pack it up, let's get going." And then it was like part three, and I was like, "Oh, no. we're gonna <laughs> yeah. be here for a while." Yeah, um, and we were. There was like forty more minutes left. It <laughs> <laughs> was a I, long time. I will say the first Hunger Games is one hundred and forty-two minutes. Okay. Uh, Catching Fire is one hundred and forty-six minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mockingjay Part One is one hundred and twenty-three minutes. Okay. And then part two is 137 minutes. Yeah. So, okay. Man, they stretched okay. that last book. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, yeah. What you said was kind of my thought too, because my general impression of the movie was like the first, like the first two parts were like really entertaining. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is just like another hunger games. And it's like, the formula is not hard. Like no. you show me, like you build the lore out a little bit more. Like you're literally putting these people in cages and like all like the drone stuff and the mentor mm-hmm. stuff. Like <laughs> the drone stuff. The drone stuff was awesome. Um, <laughs> um and then like you lose me in part three. And I understand like that's the book. So I guess it's a problem with the source material. I don't know, but it's kind of interesting because I feel like those are the general feelings towards like the trilogy of like the original games like it kind of tracks in a similar arc but in like one movie of like okay the first two parts are really good and then everyone's kind of bored by the third one it's a shame because the the third book is i think actually my favorite like i think it has a lot to say and i was waiting Mm. for that same energy to be brought to the third act of this movie and it really just i mean it got messy and it got boring and dry and it was because you because you have to take the character who is actually like a pretty redeemable and like at least compelling maybe not redeemable but like very compelling and like understanding well, and up until like the up. second part and we and exactly and so we have to yeah. go okay we got to get from this to this within like another act of the movie and they just like nosedive his character to the point where he doesn't feel consistent in his own values and beliefs a lot of the time yeah i would agree uh which yeah. i yeah like literally i felt and maybe this is like just kind of like a commentary and like shitty guy behavior but anytime he was in front of uh, Rachel Zegler's character he felt like a completely different character and then anytime she was gone like he was just kind of like an asshole again um we're gonna have yeah. to talk about Rachel Zegler by the way yeah <laughs> should, we, should we do it now I mean we're gonna have to talk about one why did she keep making that face two why was she singing so much and three why were the songs so bad and why was she doing a southern accent her southern accent was so bad that was my big one like i thought it was so bad and i like her i want to like her i i am like in the exact same boat as you biba because 
I saw West Side Story and I was like, this girl is going to be a star. Like, yeah. I love her. She's great. She's magnetic. And then I don't know if it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. Lack of media training, I think, is a big one because she's kind yeah. of insufferable online, which is a bummer. Um, mm-hmm. And then like she's just kind of been in like duds. Like the Shazam movie was like not mm-hmm. it. And she's going to be Snow White. And those pictures are like, scary like those first images from that or <laughs> something like that's one you just want to leave well enough alone but yeah in this movie i just like so desperately want to like her and i i can't i like i cringe sometimes and i thought their See, chemistry was like not great i, f- I yeah. feel like something that was kind of interesting about her character is that obviously she's like kind of based on like romani culture a little bit mm-hmm. as well like being like these wondrous groups of people who like got kind of stuck within like the confines once they redistrict everything and And i think that's really interesting but that was not introduced until like pretty late into the movie so the first introduction to her she's like she kind of seems like a post-apocalyptic like mix like manic pixie dream girl a little bit it's Mm -hmm. also and she's seeing okay and her singing like again, it makes sense to like her character. Like the more you learn about her, as like her people are like one of culture and singing and folk and and storytelling through that lens. Yeah. But like whenever but... she sings in the first outing, where she's like being like what is it, like the reaping or whatever. Yeah. And she's singing her song. And I I was thinking of an interview recently of the girl from Ted Lasso who was talking about how whenever she sings in character on Ted Lasso, she can't sing as well as she should in real life because that's not how her character is. Mm. Like you you have to sing to the ability of your character in your performance. Like you can't oversell it. And I feel like Rachel Zegler's character was singing way higher than like any caliber of like regular person in that universe that it just didn't yeah. feel believable. Yeah. And it was like, we were just looking at each other kind of cringing whenever it was happening. Cause it was like just kind of over the top ridiculous. Yeah. And then I don't know if you guys felt this way, but I also felt like her, her character development kind of fizzled out. There was a quote that was going around for a minute that was saying, you know, it compared the storylines between the original trilogy and the prequel and it said Katniss is a fighter who's forced to perform and then Lucy Gray is a performer who's forced to fight except what fighting does she really do like she she wins the Hunger Games right and then she just goes back to like performing in underground bars like I'm confused where her character goes also yeah the movie just needed to it just needed to end after the Hunger Games. Like I yeah. fully believe that. And like, and then you can do your weird, you know, rom romantic dystopian drama in a part two, I guess. But it's just like two completely different movies. And yeah. you also, lose, I don't know if like, you could stretch that last part into a like well, that would just be get like rid of it because it was it's just, yeah. But but it was too much for one movie for sure. But it's so tough because like literally like all of Snow's origin story is basically the last forty five minutes of the movie. Like it's mm-hmm. just completely disjointed and separate and then you like lose all of the like you lose viola davis and jason schwartzman just absolutely eating it up which <laughs> they're was, doing like, they a lot great. yeah which is amazing like and then like yeah. when you're absent for them from 45 minutes you're like ah oh, man it just stops mm-hmm. dead in its tracks and like it's ah, i don't it know it drags it really does i will say to like i i think a, to compliment the first parts of the movie i did like kind of like the lower expansion of like the people who are studying to like get this prize who are like kind of plinth working with prize, the capital the to build prize, yeah. yeah the plinth prize like i thought that was cool i i like that it kind of um who's the girl from the main uh trilogy with... Katniss. no effie <laughs> effie is she like kind of like what that was like she's like no effie's just from the capital but like she's like well she like does the reaping and then she like brings the people in and like explains how the games work. I thought that was like kind of maybe like lore expanding to well, her type of it character. Very well could be. Um, Isn't that Hamish though? Kind of who does that? Well, Hamish was a previous victor, so he was yeah. also kind of a mentor, but like in a different way. Well, so you can, eventually I think they that switch. It's it. Interesting. Well, yeah. yeah, because you can yeah. see right where like the traditions get their origin. Mm-hmm. Mentors are no longer from the capital; they are previous yeah. victors. But at the tenth year of the Hunger Games, it's a new idea. Um. And it's too bad that I don't think that we're going to get to see how we get from point A to point B with a lot of that lore that we've developed. We kind of know where we start. We know where we end up. But yeah, it's also kind of interesting too. how like I don't necessarily love the because like at one point, like halfway through the movie, I turned to Abby and I was like, this is the snow that like 
is around for like the 75th Hunger Games, right? Like this dude is old as shit. Um, because what is like the tenth Hunger it's Games, the tenth, and then by the third, it's the seventy. And I think what I don't love about this type of world building is that the guy who is currently enacting the violence, like in like the original books, is the guy who like basically got the Hunger Games to where they were in the tenth book. I kind of like more that he's like this cog in the machine versus like the one dude who started it and like got it to where it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like, I feel like that's kind of, I mean, who knows how long it was until he became president or whatever. But, like, I I, I don't necessarily love that he's the one who basically got it to where it was by the time it fell apart. Because the whole story is about dismantling systems of oppression. And when you you put those systems Mm -hmm. onto one person, it defeats the purpose. It's the the metaphor gets lost. Because it's like with Vader, right? Like with like Anakin becoming Darth Vader, he was just a cognitive machine. The Sith has been been around forever. And like, like he's just one small part of it, you know, like I don't, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that definitely kind of lost it for me a little bit too. And yeah, now you have all of this, like he's a he's basically like what he becomes at the end of this movie like and now it's just like 65 years of just him being a, a dick bitter lonely <laughs> yeah like yeah i don't know and then yeah and he because he murders my man dinklage at the end and which also i thought he was awesome too um, yeah i liked him i thought <laughs> his death i held the laugh oh. his death was some of the worst acting i've ever seen him do which is embarrassing because he's a great actor like he is yeah. he was he was turning out a better performance in elf at yeah. times than, uh, in this he unfortunately was it in for sure just at the, like i feel like at times he wasn't though it's just kind of fresh like his performance was kind of a little all over the place but maybe he was done with it by the time they got it was just a sense. just i just love how he was just purposely like Oh, you're not gonna win because I'm not gonna make that happen. Yeah. Like, also, the fact that he introduced himself by being like, "Your father, my best friend." There was a, <laughs> like, yeah, thank you for that exposition. Okay. Yeah, there was a ton of exposition dumps for his character, yeah. which kind of I, I don't know when your character is subjected to that, like you're not gonna be as interesting, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I just like just back to compliment the first like two thirds of the movie. Like I thought they just did like a really good job of expanding that lore, like seeing the old arena that they just kept reusing. I, mm-hmm. I really liked I really like just the simple like Hunger Games itself. Like, first of all, they just shoot people if you're just like being annoying. That was fun. Yeah. Is it um, normally like a 10 minute festivity? Well, it's, it seems like it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. But then it blew up. So like there were different places to go, I guess. Yeah. So that just happened to to happen also that scene i was like is this happening is this a dream like when they blew up the arena i was like oh that happened that was yeah Mm -hmm. yeah those are pretty also the human zoo was like super shocking i thought that was like a really interestingly dark time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah but like for the most part i was pretty entertained at the first like i thought it was a pretty solid like entertaining movie for the first like two-thirds and then like we've mentioned it just kind of it lost me at the end, but yeah, what can you do? But I, I think it did, did a decent job of like being a prequel with stakes for the most part. Like I would, I'm not going to put it up there with like, you know, like rogue one for like doing something to like expand yeah, the lore in like a good, really yeah. cool way. I would put it in like Cruella territory. Like, Oh, that's sure. neat. You know, that's the origin of that person, but, oh, it just, but like, unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But yeah. Well, we've kind of been mixing our likes and dislikes, but uh, were there any like performances we haven't mentioned that like really stood out? Like I thought again, Jason Schwartzman and Viola Davis were awesome, but uh, Hunter Schaefer was a pretty small part. She was Tigress, oh, yeah. but I thought that she was great. Um, I always loved seeing her and stuff. Yeah, she was good. I liked seeing her and her and she... and grandma or whatever her name was. <laughs> she appears, yeah, grandma'am. She appears again in the uh the third and fourth movies, maybe just the fourth movie, but the third book, um, she helps Katniss escape the capital. Yeah, I hadn't realized that. I should mention Lauren is not on this pod, but she was like giving me a bunch of details because she oh, saw good. It. she liked it too. She saw it with her family in Vermont. Um, so shout out Vermont. Um, so yeah, she was giving me all the the, the lowdowns of like, yeah, uh, Tigress basically kills Snow or like helps Katniss like. Mm-hmm like help her like take him down i was like oh that's neat i don't remember that at all in the movie but yeah 
And it's you. different. Well, I mean, in the book, it never explicitly says that they're family. Mm. So I that may be something that they just decided to do for the prequel. Oh, is she like the shopkeeper? She's the one that looks like the tiger. Yeah. Oh. Think, yeah. That's yeah. dumb. But in the, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. In the book, not related. That's so I don't know why stupid. they did it. But. <laughs> I thought that was going to bump Jackson's rating up. No, star, but nope. A funny thing about like not knowing any of what the prequel stuff was. I was watching like the best friend and I was like, for some reason, convinced that he was supposed to be like Philip Seymour Hoffman's character for a long time. Oh, you know, it's funny. I kept watching him and I was like, he was in West Side Story, too. Um, mm-hmm. with Rachel's like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. They're actually like together in real life. Like they're dating. and they're, or, I didn't oh, know that. I didn't know. Yeah. Um. Uh, Josh Andres Rivera is his name. I kept watching him and I was like, is this Vincent D'Onofrio's kid? That's what I kept. <laughs> oh, I was yeah, like, I can see that actually. Yeah, like, could this guy like be him. young Kingpin? Like, I was like, he was giving me like, he was giving me like farm boy Clark Kent kind of vibes. I kept um, voting for him in Snow to smooch. Yeah, they, they had an interesting Can dynamic. Also, this was something I noticed. I don't know if either of you noticed. There was a lot of like face holding in this movie between lots of characters. Like everyone was touching each other's faces. It's just the culture, man. It's the <laughs> I thought everyone was going to be smooching. Also, the drip of I didn't like the drip of skirt plus pant leg combo. I thought that was kind of dumb. <laughs> it's a kilt, man. Be respectful. Sure, whatever. It was kind of stupid. Yeah. Did what? Did the wardrobe? Was that a? Because the wardrobe is a big part of like the the original Hunger Games. Was it a demotion in this one, or was it? It's funny par? because it's like supposed to be a prequel, so they're like going for 1920s aesthetic. Except it takes place probably in like the what year? Like like 21 something. Like yeah, it's like in the, the future. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that it's like going for like this old retro style, and like their technology is like pretty old, unless it's not. Also interesting to get an official map of Pan Am. I was thinking that too. I was We've wondering how that would hold before. up to the canon of We've, how people have perceived stuff. But have we not had a We've map at all? We've never had a confirmed map before. Mm. This is the first movie slash I didn't, book to do it. This was maybe just how my brain works. I hated that 3 and 12 were like next to each other. I thought that was really annoying. Did you notice that? No. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, I thought that was dumb. Also, I couldn't tell. Like I was looking, trying to make like a shape out of like what where it is but it looked like the continent didn't even like look like it's it's north america but because of global warming we're missing like florida and a lot of okay california so it it is a different looking okay i was like yeah i was trying to figure out like where it was but yeah i could not it's north and central america Hmm. can i ask a dumb question yes probably for abby um can you like recontextualize for me like why did they do the districts like what happened there was a a famine what happened why are they hungry <laughs> um okay this is asking me to dig like deep into lore um well so each district has serves a different purpose so like uh-huh. district 12 is a coal mining district whereas like district four it's like fishing is, right i think district four is like fruit and bread and then district like are you sure two, four is fishing one of them's fishing we don't have to get into semantics oh, right. it's whichever one finnick um, is from is the yeah fishing that's i thought yeah. that was four right i don't know is he from four or two i don't remember carter google sh- while abby's doing her thing. he put sugar cubes in Either. people's mouths so in horses uh, mouths yeah okay i'll look it up while you're right. <laughs> trying to <laughs> establish lore for me so he's yeah, from district I- four I knew it. All right. Oh, I'll take over. I'm never gonna. Uh, do that, so thanks. So basically, I think the reason that they are, uh, you know, they're all separate is so that they can control all the regions and like just draw all the resources from those regions. And... God, you're good. He nailed it. Yeah, Amazing. I did. I will say too. I did like. I kind of liked the lore of like her writing the songs from the other movies. I thought that was kind of interesting. The hanging tree one? I thought that yeah. was kind of neat. The hanging tree was cool. And I thought that it was interesting that the melody was just slightly, slightly different because the idea is that it's passed on verbally because yeah. Snow uh, outlaws it. it. He ba- he bans it. So it makes sense that Katniss sings a slightly different version. I thought that was kind of cool. Also, I want to say two things. One, there was uh, this is a question for the group. <laughs> there was a point where Snow is like, "Yeah, I've killed three people," and then she's like, "What are you talking about? Don't lie to me." And then he like, I think he makes up the fact that he's talking about killing himself. himself. Mm-hmm. Who's the other person that he kills? He's responsible for his buddy getting hanged. Oh, is that what he was talking about? Yeah, 
Oh, but she knew. Well, that. I didn't know. Did I know that? Maybe I was just. She didn't no. know he was responsible. She didn't know that he mm. sent the Jabberjay. Even though she was in the audience and heard them talking on the Jabberjay, was his voice on the Jabberjay? Yeah. His his voice. They, wasn't they edited right. out the part oh. where he came in, which I gotta say, also. Okay. I I don't understand if the bird can mimic sound. Why you need a remote to make it play, play? the sound? What was that? Well, that was so, so stupid. A, I agree, it is stupid. So I think what we see in the capital are mocking jays, and what we see out in the districts are jabber jays. He used so a they remote are, on that. Though. I know. I agree. It's stupid. It but they are sense. technically two different birds that we're seeing recreating human noises. No, but I hear you. I hear you. It would make so much more sense <laughs> if we just looked at the bird. And then you see him like stamp it and send it off, and like we get the idea. But like, why did he need to secretly hit record when the bird is like listening and recording anyways? Because the audience is stupid and won't get it otherwise. Obviously, I hated that part. I thought that was so ridiculous. Yeah, there were moments where it's like, it's probably least. Why not just do robot birds at that point? Yeah, there's that. That I don't remember. Jackson, all birds are robots. What are you talking about? That's true. Yeah, come on now. That's true. Birds aren't real. You're right. Um. Yeah, I don't like to be treated like an idiot when I went to the movies. Um, so that part, yeah, did kind of kind of rub me the wrong way. But all in all, I like, enjoyed my. I, I would say I wasn't like I didn't hate it. I enjoyed myself. I had fun. I was like pleasantly surprised. Jackson's not so sure. I liked some of it, but I don't. I wouldn't rewatch it. I, like I, I don't would think I would either. If I were to rewatch it, I would rewatch the first hour and a half. And then turn it off when it got to Act Three. I agree. Yeah, I just don't I'd, think I'd stop. I just don't think the games were super interesting. Like, I didn't love the fact that like you could just do a drone attack and like that was okay. <laughs> also, that was so I stupid. Called, I called every point. I that guy started frothing at the mouth, and I you said, called the rabies. Said, that was really rabies. really good. No, you called it before the frothing. She called it. When he got scared by her offering the water in her hand, she in was her like, yeah, hand, water, don't look good. And she goes rabies, and she rabies. was right. That was <laughs> impressive because I I feel like even in that scene, it was more of him seeming mistrusting of like I feel like it's not intended. Well, it was I good. Got an epidemiologist. I know. Sign, I know. So. <laughs> that was good. Uh, um, but, and like yeah, I feel like she didn't really do anything on her own. Unfortunately. No, it was all like, it was all snow. Like snow, it was all snow. The poison, like yeah. like there was not a single moment in the games part where I was like, "Oh, she's very clever here," or I could see how this strength is paying off. Like it's, it was literally just like snow how is, snow was doing he's it. He's puppeteering the whole thing, which yeah. I think is interesting, but doesn't Maybe make enough of a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, again, I don't know enough about the lore. So whenever I was like, oh, she's from District 12, I just automatically assumed she was going to die because I was like, I don't remember any girl winning from District 12. Um, because like there was like she was like Katniss, of course, was like the first person, obviously, because she is so old that like but it was only Hamish yeah. that had done it before. Yeah, like I guess I had forgotten that there was a winner it's before. Interesting, actually, I don't remember if they I thought that Hamish was the only the only victor. one, right? Like I could have sworn that was and maybe because she ran away and like they maybe it. they like hide that fact or like erase that from previous generations or something. So, like that, that's kind of interesting. But yeah, so I don't know. The intention was like when Viola Davis shows up at the end, like the intention was to just kill everybody, right? She didn't want it to continue mm-hmm. yeah because the rebels and all that jazz yeah and, and that's when snow says hey if you want people to watch you gotta have a victor yeah man he's good man he should work for like the nba or something <laughs> um i guess the, the final one just performance i want to bring up is like tom blythe we haven't really mentioned his name did we did we like him in the role who was like, he <laughs> snow Oh, yeah, he was good. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were joking. No, I actually, like, uh, I, I genuinely didn't. He looked he looked I, like Eminem. He looked like Eminem at the end. <laughs> the bus But cut, more yeah. importantly, he looked like uh, Justin Timberlake for most of the movie. Ooh, not and a that, good time to be looking like I Justin know, Timberlake. And I didn't tell you until after the movie because I knew you wouldn't be able to unsee it. And I didn't want to do that to you. <laughs> so I kept that information to myself. I thought his acting was good. Yeah, he was his, good. The writing yeah, for his was character was, was fine, bad, but at yeah, times, yeah, it was just inconsistent. But I thought his acting throughout was it was really solid. Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess to kind of wrap it up, I, do we could do final points, or if you have anything that you haven't brought up that you want to mention, I will just 
say that I enjoyed myself. And I don't know if I turned my brain off or kept it on. I don't really know what it was, but but as we mentioned many a time, like the last third is is rough. But I was like pretty entertained by the first two thirds and I wasn't mad that I saw it in a theater. I, I had fun. And again, shout out to the women next to me who were like, also when she started singing the hanging tree, the woman next to me started singing the hanging tree also. And I said, that's not your job. That's not your job. (laughs) We're not at a concert. This is the movie. (laughs) That's so bad. Um, So I I didn't enjoy that, but also just to go back to the Katniss moment, like, (laughs) well, And then there was like, it's not ready yet. It's too early. It's too early. That was and so funny. Did you notice the, the fun little uh, shot they did panning to the only weapons being untouched being the bow and arrow? Oh, yep. really? I did. I did yeah. it, yep. I did notice that. I was like, oh, man. They used a crossbow, though? What? There was like a crossbow, I think. <laughs> yeah. <at one> point. <laughs> Someone did have a crossbow. Yeah. That did happen. <laughs> they didn't want to go for the acoustic version, all right? Yeah. I liked, I did like the guy who wore that like newspaper hat that he looked like a newsie the whole time. And then he like covered up the bodies. I thought his character was kind of neat. You know, I will say this. I liked that it was granted all the kids were murdered, but I liked that it was kind of inclusive. Like there was a down syndrome sure. representation, which was kind of cool. There was like a it non-binary. Made it, it, definitely, it definitely made that like way harder to watch her get eaten by snakes. By the snakes. Like, holy yeah, God. that was like, you could tell they didn't want to linger. Yeah, yeah. That was, that, that was, was rough. Cruel for the hunger game standard i the, think the inclusivity was was good um it's been kind decent of, with that though it's kind of funny though because i think that if you go back to the first hunger games movies the first couple i don't think they're quite as inclusive um mm-hmm. so it maybe feels That's a bit fair, disjointed I but i think you could also argue that following in the universe like there was like someone who like didn't have like an arm at one point he was the one who got killed by snow yeah and i think like the cement block or something like was that because oh, he got yeah. blown up though in the arena i don't like, know i was actually thinking did he the have same the thing. arm i feel like he would have because i didn't notice it until after the right. event and i feel like he would have been really more scarred up if that were the it's case it's interesting yeah. because they do you know in the books katniss and Peta do both develop disabilities after the first hunger oh, really? games and oh, yeah really? Peta loses his leg and it gets replaced and katniss goes deaf in one ear um Is that and that's movies? nope it's completely erased interesting. so i think it's interesting yeah. that they made a point to like really be inclusive. i had completely forgotten about yeah that. uh-huh there's there's a lot of injuries that are just never mentioned in huh. mm-hmm. well interesting yeah, I, I guess I like the fact that in this movie it didn't really fully need or re- need to rely on CGI in the games. Whereas when you watch the first Hunger Games, like some of that except stuff for the snakes, rough. the snakes there are the bad. snakes. The snakes is the, yeah the final moment. But like I remember like those dogs in the first Hunger Games. Those were really like, rough. I was like, oof, that's tough. Yeah. Um, but I think that's just a product of the time. I remember like also when they're like riding in their chariot, like the background of like the Capitol. I'm like, this is bad yeah, yeah I, I don't know if i was like ex- like i was like missing that like whenever they did like all their because oh, fi- i guess we yeah, didn't really get a whole lot of that but i don't know I if know. that's something we were missing i wasn't really missing it because like the parts that i really like about those moments is like stanley tucci so yeah i think just yeah. having jason schwartzman being he can't, he can't be tucci like it's like it's just too hard he to live up to fun, that though. but he yeah. was fun i like, really enjoyed him also yeah, there was a little when he was like reserving reservations at the restaurant he's like i need a high chair i was like tucci tucci oh that's annoying yeah man <laughs> what would it be because t- again it, yeah it would i be. guess it would have been so many years happened yeah but then you're like movies. oh tucci's like tucci 60, that old yeah this is like 64 in the hunger games like man he looks good i think we could maybe assume that people in the capital live a lot longer than the people in the districts fair yeah, but like in a post, like no way they're resource. Well, I guess oh, it's in like the in the cap- future, though. Yeah. Even well, that's the thing too that I didn't love about this movie is like clearly there's like economic inequalities in the capital, and snow is like dirt poor for some reason, and they don't really address that ever. I don't think, even though his like dad co-created the games. Like, did we ever find out like why they like literally had? no money i don't think so like i don't know that felt like that feels like something that should have been addressed well, that i don't think was ever like properly... yeah i think they just implied like they did have money and then his dad died and then they didn't have money that was i think that was like, Cause, like his dad was like one of the big people like general, everyone like right yeah. yeah so it's like that was kind of interesting and i feel like you could have had an interesting lens of like him 
being considered like an other just because he's from the capital, even though he has this interesting upbringing of like being so poor around these people. Mm. And if you're poor in the capital, like, is that the same as being like happy with other people, like in other just like, I don't know. I feel like there was something you could have done there that could have been they, like yeah. contributing to his psychology and why he's so like weird and why he has these turns and why he chooses empathy and sometimes and like complete 180 in other situations. It's, and I feel like maybe you could have connected those dots a little bit better. It's a pretty uh, blanket. Like it's a pretty blanket. Like, Oh, he's poor. Therefore he has some chutzpah and wants to like make it. He'll do anything. He'll for do the anything money. to, but like, I, f- I don't know. I just feel like there was something missing within those layers that could have maybe. Yeah. There was neater. definitely something. But he falls in love, Jackson. That's what you're missing, man. <laughs> He becomes so abusive so quick. Oh my god! Yeah, it's just it all falls apart in the last in the last yeah. act. But what can you do? I do kind of like to the Peter Dinklage being like the mystery of did she get out? Did she get killed? Ambiguous. You'll never know. And like but, that's what's gonna haunt you forever. I thought that was kind of it's a good way to, but, to way to end but it. But also spelled out. Yeah. You know? But also, is it inevitable that we're gonna get like a second movie and? She's going to come out of the woods and be like, I'm here, bitch. And just well, yeah, she's probably going to sing on her way out. Too. I mean, yeah, he was she really will. good. And I feel like like the consensus seems to be pretty positive towards this movie. I think overall. so. I think the, the fan reactions, I think, have been the are, highest are good. Yeah. Of all the movies, I think the critics reviews are a little I think they're in like the 50s or something. Really? They're they're middling to 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 fair, I would mm-hmm. say, but pretty decent. But I think the fan reaction might bump it over the top. And maybe Suzanne will write another book. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe going forward, like maybe a character or like an anthology series where you follow maybe multiple characters throughout. Ooh, this would be kind of interesting. You follow like 12 characters, one from each district over mm-hmm. the same like 24 hours or whatever. And then like each episode is the start of a different of the same day, but through like a different perspective. Like that could be kind of interesting. I'll just like and maybe I'll maybe say that you could do like. You could do sixty-four seasons of television and just do a. You really days. could, like you really, yeah, you could. really could. You could milk this for all it's worth, and you could really build out some lore and and stuff. But yeah, totally. I don't know. We'll see. But um, final final thoughts on on Hunger Games. Um, let's start with Jackson because his will be probably negative. Too long. <laughs> well, Biba's going to say the same thing. It's too long, and <laughs> Rachel Zegler. I, I want to like. like you. I want to like her. And I feel bad that she's getting, I feel like, a lot of unfair hate online. Misogynistic reasons. I just didn't want her to sing so much. I just didn't like how, like, I felt like she knew she was a good singer and she wanted everyone else to know about it. Yeah, but you did that. You did that in West Side. Like, we know you're a good singer. Yeah. Just, like, yeah, tone it down, girl. And her, I I will say, I do think her Southern accent was far more upsetting than her than singing. singing although i did go on a bat i did take a bathroom break specifically when she sang her second song because i was like i i don't need this i'll just go now was that when she and was on the, the tv singing the song yeah and she got like the donations or something it worked yeah. out I, didn't, I don't think i missed anything from it so no i don't think you did either um yeah i will say i i agree with all the sentiments you guys made but despite it all i still kind of enjoyed myself a little bit um more than the marvels i'll say that um i disagree i think i like the marvels better than this yeah well, we have some differing opinions in the past two <laughs> weeks, and I love it. So, um, wonderful. Uh, do you guys want to move on? Let's move on to what's in the box. Oh, what's in the box? Oh, baby, we got some letterboxed reviews. Does Biba have any letterboxed reviews? Did she, did she come with some? Oh, yeah, I did. I just have oh, to unlock nice. my phone. To I'll share that. mine. Yeah, you will. This is from jo- Joni, four stars. And it's the quote that I quoted earlier, snow lands on top. And then it says, he kind of ate that. Like, he's a killer, yes, but he had some fire comebacks. And that's true. <laughs> Dude was dropping bars left and right. Yeah, he was. And then this one is from Taylor Malone, one and a half stars. And it says, the director yelled cut, but Jason Schwartzman heard cunt. And I think that's <laughs> funny. That's wonderful. Uh, Bebo, what do you got? All right. My first one is from Rim, two and a half stars. And it says, soundtrack should have featured Whistle by Flo <laughs> <laughs> And then my next one 
is by Tyler. He gave it four stars and he said, Yassified Eminem enters his reputation era. <laughs> he really did look like Eminem. That's crazy. He really did. Marshall Mathers. <laughs> um, I have two. Um uh Lauren five stars. Not my Lauren, another Lauren. Um men have one bad breakup in high school and make it everyone's problem for the rest of their life. Yeah, I saw Literally. that. That's so good. Five stars there. Uh and then a three star review from Jay. Men will create direct dystopian Fortnite before going to therapy. <laughs> Tremendous stuff. Ooh, here's a question. Mm-hmm. Has anyone made the letterbox calling him District 8 Mile? Because that would be so good. Oh, get on that. That would right be now. so fire. You just put it that out. That would there. be so good. That'd be heat. Anyways. That's crazy. Um, wonderful. Let's move on to you feeling lucky. You could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? I I have a little game for you guys. <gasps> okay. Game. Less of a game and more of just an exercise I want sure. you guys to do. Um, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. I have seven actors in this movie <laughs> that play different roles in another movie. And I want you to tell me the order in which these characters in other movies would die in their Hunger Games. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. All right. Um. So... The first one I have is I'm going to read you all seven and I can reread them and you can like just talk about, oh, maybe uh, so I'll let you guys go for it. So okay. first we have Tom Blythe, uh, who is uh, Snow, as Feral Child in 2010's Robin Hood. Okay. <laughs> okay. A Feral Child. Rachel Zegler as Snow White. Mm. Hunter Schaefer as Jules in Euphoria. Okay. Uh, I'm going to let you pick here. Jason Schwartzman in insert Wes Anderson movie here. Yeah, um, what would be the best one? I was going to be like, should I give you like Ash Fox from Fantastic Mr. Fox? That's a pretty good one. I feel like he'd, he'd go pretty far. Let's just do that then. Or did you think it shouldn't be an animal? Does that ruin the exercise for you? Ash Fox, is it's all right. He's bipedal, so we're good. <laughs> okay, wonderful. He is Ash, bipedal. Okay. <laughs> That's all that Ash, matters. Ash Fox uh to jason schwartzman uh peter dinklage as miles finch in elf great okay yeah th- thank you for mentioning that earlier mm-hmm. that set mm-hmm. me up perfectly uh josh andres rivera as chino in west side story mm. okay and finally viola davis as amanda waller in Ooh. oh my god okay i f- i feel like snow white has an advantage in later games where there's more animals being involved, like she can communicate yeah. to them. They are like genetically made. So maybe it doesn't work like that. And they're like, n- yeah, they're nice to her, but can she like, I mean, they can clean her house, but can they help her survive? Here, mm. Should we set the scene? Like which kind of like, is this like a 10th annual hunger games where you're in an arena or, it's or is like it a, like a 50th? Let's do a 50th. So like you're out in the elements and there's kind of a, so like Hamish's games. All right. Okay, sure. I feel Hamish's like... games. And Woody Harrelson as Hamish. <laughs> as a uh, who's his uh like zombie land guy? Oh yeah, he's a uh, Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Um, I'm gonna say something controversial. Okay. I don't know how far Amanda Waller would get because she's really good she's at pulling control. strings, but she gets whacked behind the head. I think like at the end of Suicide Squad. Would she God. like make alliances? Like, yeah, a putter took her out. I feel like, yeah, she would be kind of like, what is it? Like the careers? Is that what yeah. they're called? Who like form these alliances? To fight for I can her. see that. I can see her doing that. That would be her strategy. I think they would turn on her the second like it dwindles down to their group. They She would be like yeah. the first to go because she's too commanding. Ash Fox is dying immediately. Ash Fox would go for nunchucks and then get stabbed through the chest. (laughs) (laughs) He would nunchuck himself and then he would like he would like fall on a rock and like kill himself. Yeah. Okay, so Ash is going first, is what you're saying. His sock hat would absorb so much blood, like it would be crazy. But he's the thing would turn red. Yeah. Uh, Jules. I don't know her in she's Euphoria. Crazy. So she's that's crazy. She's scrappy, I think. Okay. I think that Jules and and Waller would. They'd be They'd be in a group. Okay. Feral Child, also I think that's like most I feel like maybe Feral Child gets hit by uh Ash. Ash's she's nunchuck on his way out. Like he's like a 1-1 KD. I think so. Um so maybe that's how that goes. 
Snow White, I feel like, would try to communicate with the animals, but maybe because they're genetically modified, she gets mauled to death. Like an ironic kind of third. Well, uh, all first of all, all the winners that we've seen in the movies have been ladies. I don't know what you're even saying with that. Snow White. Okay. (laughs) I'm just saying. Have you seen Shrek three? Yeah. True. Oh yeah, but that's not. It's not Rachel Zegler. Fair enough. That's true. What, how, where do we think? How do we think Chino is doing? Chino is the dances, only one right? who uh, canonically has murdered somebody. I know that's what I'm saying. Like, but I don't know how he'd do in an arena type situation. He, shoots, who does he kill? He shoots he... Ansel Elgort. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, I, I forgot a lot about that yeah. movie. So if there's a gun, maybe he'll be okay <laughs> if he can find the crossbow. Yeah. Also, they they got okay. Why don't they like? check to make sure they didn't bring weapons into the game that seems like a pretty standard thing just to like they do now because they give them uniforms and stuff in the later games mm-hmm. but um yeah i guess is chino our winner out of all of these well i mm. so who's it between it's between oh wait we got to think about miles finch yeah i was gonna say i think miles finch probably he's scrappy he's scrappy but i, I and think... he wants it i think i know i feel like mm. chino goes after <laughs> snow white then, Dang. then Finch goes. You don't think he'd fall in love first? He might. And then he murders. He has a type. No, I mean, he falls in love with Snow White. Yeah, and then yeah. She murder. dies, so he has to murder whoever. He goes Snow on a White. blood. Yeah, he goes on like a bloodlust rage. Oh, yeah. I think I feel like he's our winner. Maybe is he maybe a murder? He takes out is it a murder suicide situation? Mm. Oh, and maybe like Miles Finch is just like hanging out, and then he just He's wins. Collab- oh yeah, because That's like because Chino can't take it anymore, and he just ends his life <laughs> after he kills Amanda Waller. Wait, so when did you eliminate Jules? Did you get rid I of Jules? Say, so Jules and Amanda oh, yeah. Waller, I think. Oh, so is it a Jules v Finch finale? I think that Jules takes wow. out Waller, and I think Jules and Finch go at it, and I think that Finch wins. Mm. Miles I Finch, that. I can see that. Victor of He's the smart. 50th Hunger Games. I feel like. I don't think there's I, I haven't seen Pixels to be fair, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like uh he always plays like really, really smart characters. So that would definitely be Yeah, it would have been good. too easy to write like Tyrion Lannister here. I, He's I smart been... and full of rage is the thing. First of all, I, I think don't think the rage is really Tyrion tight. Lannister was so bad in season eight. Where he's like, I want to fight, I want to fight, and then he's so stupid and he takes everyone down to like the graveyard where like the dead can rise and kill him and then he freaking is a baby yeah Anyways. what can you do so miles oh, so miles finch is winning your your hunger games i think so I think that's amazing someone called him an elf and he was just went to town that's what I'm saying. yeah i love it jules probably because she's insensitive i bet <laughs> yeah yeah she's like a mean girl i don't know i haven't seen euphoria well she kind of like is i've only seen season one but she was kind of she was um, misunderstood, Jackson. That's mm. what I would say. Um, okay, wonderful. So Miles Finch is winning your Hunger Games versus Feral Child, Snow White, Jules, Ash Fox, Amanda Ash Waller, Fox. and Chino. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous stuff. Um, wonderful. Uh, with that, I think we're done. I think we did it. Sweet. Excellenty. Woohoo! Uh, Biba, as always, thank you for joining us. This Thanks was, for having me, boys. Was lovely. Thank you for being our resident lore knower. Mm-hmm. Anytime. And even though I, Jackson clearly knows more. I mean, him, so we all know that District 4 is fish. So yeah. now, and, thanks to me. <laughs> and what are the other ones? We don't know. Uh, <laughs> Did you ever look it up? Did you forget? I did, and then I forgot immediately. Um, Here, let me tell you, this is the <laughs> little bonus. Okay. Right. No, this is the bonus treat at the end if if you made it this far. Um, mm. Oh, there were 13 districts. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. District 1, Luxury. District 2, Masonry. District 3, Technology. Is this a capital district 1? No. No. That's the capital. Wait, I don't know. Mm. They create luxury items for the capital. How about that? Yeah, the capital is not part of Are the Are they district. also bougie? Like, is... District one that, also bougie. I think the lower in numbers you get, the bougier you are. <laughs> yeah, because then district two is Alex Pettifer. That's masonry. Um, district three is technology. That was uh, uh, Jeffrey Wright's character, I think. In um, yeah, catching fire. He was cool. District four, fishing. Nice job, Jackson. Uh, district five mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. power, solar, electric, nuclear energy. That's neat. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, district six is transportation. District seven is lumber. Uh, district eight is textiles. District nine is grain. District 10, livestock. District 11, agriculture. And district 12, mining. So there you go. Wow. And with that, Jackson, where can they follow us on Instagram and TikTok? (laughs) They can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at roughcut underscore pod. And where can they follow us on Twitter? At roughcut underscore co. Like, comment, subscribe, follow, do all the things. Next week, are we doing our DCU fan cast next week? Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows what we're doing? We'll figure it out. But we'll we'll see. Uh, Biba's excited for it. So... Um, mm-hmm. amazing. Thank you for listening. Thanks again, Biba, for coming. And see you next week. Bye. Bye. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.